the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. Man, I'm not gonna lie, I'm exhausted. <laughs> We've had quite a week. No doubt about that. <laughs> so we're we're having a a seasonal update. That's episode fifty-seven for this week. Our seasonal update. We just got finished with our Texas Marijuana March and Freedom Festival, Fort Worth, yep. Texas. It was a hell of a time. I've got that date imprinted in my head from saying that so much. (laughs) Texas Marijuana March and Freedom Festival, October 8th at the Burnham Park in Fort Worth, Texas. I tell you what, uh, I'll trade with you. I had to deal with all the reservations for the vendors, the food vendors, and the city, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I'm ready to do it again. Next year, let's go. (laughs) Um, if I could do that, I'd trade you, I'd trade you if I can get one of those little, little motorized carts, like, um, yeah, uh, I think I might need one. Angela, next year. Like Angela had, <laughs> I told her, I was like, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'm envious of that cart. <laughs> She's like, what? I was like, uh, you know, I, I started at the beginning of the March and sat there through the whole, the whole, the whole March came th- past me. At which point I had to then circle around and then start running <laughs> while recording <laughs> and trying to keep this camera somewhat steady. Because otherwise it's going to look like Michael J. Fox was filming it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. run at least halfway back up the march so I could get other shots of the march coming by. Run yeah. back up again before they, as they start taking the corner and wind up cutting like a parking lot so I could get to the, that overpass. Because that's such a great shot. That overpass, you, people coming through that—that's so, that's so great. You you had said you were going to going to try to get a Uber back to the park <laughs> from the courthouse. How'd that work out for you? I was like, the cops unblocked everything off. <laughs> so I, I totally blanked my mind. The, everything's blocked off. Cops ain't letting me get no Uber through there. <laughs> I didn't think about it either when you said it, but. It was a nice thought anyway. We were back. Nope. Nope. Running and jogging back and trying to walk back. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. We've got a bring in our our little side video over here that I got. Yeah, there's Austin here at our our event here. He is. He gets it going. It's like second major thing. Listen, guys, this is we are the people. You see me walking around. I'm, I'm trying to hook up with everybody. I love all of you. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's such well, like it, I, 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 uh, this is one of the few times I actually uploaded something in in like high definition YouTube, like the proper definition, and YouTube's like fussing. <laughs> It's like, no, no, not you guys. You can't have that. No. <laughs> you put everything in a little bit, right? Come on, not this. Naturally, when you want to see it in high def. Hey, but say, hey, uh-uh. it's perfect. It gives just the taste we need to have. Just enough that people go, you know, I'm going to go find that on YouTube. And it's up on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. You can go look up uh, Texas Cannabis Collective on YouTube. But hey, it's one of those places we haven't been shadow banned yet. <laughs> Imagine that. At least the channel hasn't. Yeah, yeah. See who else I had in here. Uh, Amanda. See if we can get the video. Oh, Amanda did a great job. See, we got Amanda. Amanda Grace Hughes. Higher Education Texas. 
Higher education Texas. <laughs> it's like an uh-uh, administrator buddy. for the Texas Texas for responsible marijuana policy. Give a round of applause for Amanda. Can you hear it? I want to make sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it's low, but I hear it. As often as I said during my campaign for president, no one should be in jail for just using or possessing marijuana. Sending people Amen to prison. To that. I think we all agreed on that. Yeah. Too many lives and incarcerated people for conduct that many states no longer prohibit. Criminal records for marijuana possession have also imposed needless barriers. To- yeah, she did. She did a great job with that. Yes, she did. You see, uh, y'all want to look it up. If you're listening in, you can go to YouTube, type in Amanda Hughes speech at Texas MJ March and Freedom Festival. I put MJ March because, yeah, I, I have heard if you put marijuana, if you put cannabis in your title, it's a possibility you're going to get a nice little shadow ban on that. Yep. Yep. And we had Karen. Those, those are the key things they look for. Yeah. And here's oh, Karen. Karen Reeves. Yeah. in jail for the plant. I agree. Nobody does. Amen. I, I don't know what came to my mind when she says about worthy is uh was like Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. <laughs> oh, Lord, talk about bringing back some old memories. <laughs> but we are worthy. We're beyond worthy. So what did I say? Oh yeah, to tell everybody about this uh this little montage I put together. I say, you oh yeah, that. the little video you did that was pretty cool. It'll load. <laughs> There's something happening here. Good old Buffalo what Springfield. Yeah. Exactly Couldn't have picked a better song for the video. There's a man with a gun over there telling me I got to beware. I'm not going to spoil it for everybody. You can go check it out. It's, uh, for, it said Buffalo Springfield, uh, for what it's worth, the Fort Worth MJ March music video. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was torn. I really was torn between this song and It Ain't Easy. Yeah. Uh, David Bowie's version. Yeah. They're, they're both fitting for the cause, that's for sure. Is it definitely you know, ain't easy? <laughs> no, it's hard work. Uh, and, you know, what, what a lot of people don't understand is the hard work that goes on behind the scenes to put on an event like this. You know, we've had, we've had a lot of people reaching out recently saying, Hey, you know, uh, why aren't you doing that in San Antonio? How can we do this in Dallas? And how do we get this in Houston? And, uh, well, I folks, saw that. Uh, yeah, it's the, there's a lot of people to say that. And so, I mean, I'll just be honest with you. Number one, 
the very first question you got to ask, do you have a park or a, you know, an area that's available for lease rent where you can do this? Cause we had to pay for a fee, a, a rental for that city park in Fort Worth. You know, the second question obviously is, is your city going to be open to the idea to this kind of event as oh, yeah. police it's- force going to be open to the idea of this kind of event? And of course, in, in regard to those two, I would point the finger at the city of Fort Worth and the fact that they've been allowing this to happen for like eight, nine years now. And there's been zero incidents. Uh, there's been no problems. There's been no issues. So those are the the, first, the one, two, threes of, of figuring out if you can do it, you know, in your area. Luckily, um, and part of that, I think people, yeah, somebody asked me about Austin. Yeah. About Austin, Texas, about us having one there. And it's like, well, the city is one thing. The capital is a complete other thing. Absolutely. Um, obviously. And, and then even with the city, um, like the, what is it? The Veterans Day Parade. Mm-hmm. They don't allow anything that deals political to be in the parade. And it's because in the past they had Sons of the Confederacy showing up uh, and being in the parade. Yeah. So they said, you know what? No more political stuff. That's how we get we keep this from being an issue. So the moment we start having something, the moment they'll come up and go, hey, we want to have ours. You allow this other political group to do so. So sure. it could be not even that the city doesn't like the idea of marijuana or cannabis or hemp or anything. It they just could go, be other issues. Yeah. They go, hey, we don't want we don't want other groups bothering us to do a similar type of march. Yeah. And then the fourth thing, and probably one of one of the, the most important, along with if the city and the police force are, are willing to play along is the fact that this, this event took pretty good size budget. I mean, basically our budget was about 10 grand for this whole thing. Everything we put together between uh, the, the city uh, park rental fee, the, the city permits uh, insurance that we had to purchase for the event uh, restroom facilities, rental, and service trash service i mean the list goes on and on folks when you want to put on an event like this so uh, the questions that you ask why aren't we doing this in your city it's pretty easy to answer and a lot of it has to do with the fact that the city of fort worth and dfw normal that started this event many many years ago have been doing this a long time and they have a partnership that they've built you know, so if you want to do this in your city, that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to start to work on those partnerships to begin with. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's it ain't easy. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. Again, it ain't easy. <laughs> ain't easy to get to heaven when you're going down. <laughs> it's quite the quite the thing. So we're going to go into a sponsor break here at the Lone Star Collective podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. Man, this is our seasonal update. This is episode 57. We'll be right back after these sponsor messages and we'll be right back with Gramps. Oak Cliff Cultivators is a sponsor. 
sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and the Lone Star Collective Podcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flour, pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta Eat, and merch. For more information on their product's quality or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. Thrive Apothecary offers an experience truly unique from anything else in Texas. A full-service cannabis solution that is doctor-owned and offers customers every level of cannabis legally available in Texas. From traditional CBD products to emerging hemp-derived THC edibles, smokables, and now medical cannabis. As a licensed medical cannabis provider, prospective patients from anywhere in Texas can book a sponsored online eligibility consultation to determine if they qualify for a medical marijuana prescription from the comfort of their own home. Plus, for Texas veterans, the first prescription appointment is donated by Thrive. Visit thrivetx.com for more information. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, the official podcast of Texas Cannabis Collective. Distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams and Gramps. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. I'm joined this week by my co-host, Gramps. I'm getting all tripped up, man. It's been... <laughs> You're worn out, just like the rest of us, dude. It's been a long week. Yeah. <laughs> it's a week. It ain't even been a week, man. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> I know is that we left the march, and for some reason I, had, I caught like a second wind talking really? to somebody I met during the cannabis roundup before and you walked by left I probably was there for like another 30 minutes after you left <laughs> and then finally got in my car started driving on the road got some food and all of a sudden I realized like I couldn't really bend forward <laughs> I couldn't like do this number where you're like oh yeah my back uh, like that wasn't happening I got home I had to like pull my legs up out of the car like oh, grab them like <laughs> And for like three days, I could just feel it in my back. The, yeah. like, the balls of my feet were like, no, brother, no. Dude, I got up Saturday morning at 5.30. Or actually, I got up at 5. Uh, didn't really start moving around until about 5.30. And that was because the text started coming in. And uh, I was at the park at 9.45 uh, that morning. And people were already there and setting up and a couple of them in the wrong places. So I had to kind of straighten that out at first, but uh, most everybody knew right where to go. But uh, I did not stop literally until I think it was about two 30 in the afternoon when I finally grabbed a sandwich from Chiba hut and, and sat down and just inhaled that. And I looked over at David Bass and, and Sean Meredith. And I was like, it's the first time I've sat down all day. 
<laughs> you know, those moments where they, you inhaled the sandwich, and they looked over, and you're like, "Don't judge me." <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't see the sandwich part. I had moved. I, had, I, I didn't say that. I had moved spots, so I moved over where they were, and I sat down. I'm like, you know, this is the first time I've I've just stopped all day, and and uh, of course they both were like, "Well, it's a great event, you know, great job, y'all did excellent, blah blah blah," and I'm like, "Yeah, thank you." Uh, Got to go. And up I went again, you know. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> and, I mean, uh, well, you saw what time it was that I left. It was it was almost 8 o'clock when I left the park. It was about 8.45 when I got home. And I was literally, like you say, I, I got home and I had to turn and pull my legs out of the truck up to the side. And, yeah. And, like, sit there a minute and rub them, like, wake up. <laughs> the way... The way to describe it that I know you you definitely understand is the first day you ever work on a construction site. We've done all that walking and all that climbing and you weren't used to that. Yeah. And the next day when you get up and you go, oh, oh, uh, God. Because <laughs> I, remember, I remember getting out of the Navy and then working this random tech job and then I got cable installation putting network cable in the building <laughs> three flights of stairs with no elevator. Cause it's a building being built. They hadn't put the elevator completely. Yeah, there's no elevator yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and man, I never getting home and having to just, like, is it lift my legs out of the car? Cause my legs are like, Nope, nah, you weren't supposed to do that today. <laughs> yeah. I worked on a project. Um, it's been several years ago, but uh, obviously cause I've been in an office for the last almost 10, but I worked on, on a project for about two and a half years from start to finish. And uh, most of that was just walking, you know, around the project, keeping an eye on the people, making sure everybody's doing quality work and that kind of thing. And uh, needless to say, we finished that project. I got handed a set of blueprints for the next project. My partner and I go out there the first day and we spend the first day doing nothing but popping lines on the floor, you know, laying out the walls and everything. And uh, of course, for anybody who doesn't understand what that entails, that means you do about 4,000 crunches in one day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, while you're the only weight you're lifting while doing those crunches is the weight of your body, it takes its toll <laughs> oh yeah and you literally cannot move the next day <laughs> you sent me this lately we're gonna pull this up the the good old cbs story oh yeah they did a, they did a pretty nice nice story on our on our event and you'll see a lot of that at this festival in downtown Fort Worth. There it is. Oh, yeah, look at that. <laughs> downtown Fort Worth, folks. Been fighting for so long. Why not legalize weed when uh, hydro is our legalized? Xanax is legalized. Yeah. For those who don't understand, hydro is hydrocodone. And at 420 in the afternoon, a march began around downtown with people chanting, holding signs, and smoking weed. In this crowd, everyone has their reasons to be here. And for Chris Grisolia, it's his son William, who died in 2016 at just 23 years old when he died from a seizure. He didn't have the chance to try medical marijuana. I would have possibly 
been life-changing or life-saving for him. My goal is simple. I want no other parent to have to wake up every single day. And that's the first thought we have, because that's what I do. That's the bottom line. This festival comes just days after President Biden announced pardons for federal offenses of civil marijuana possession. People here say it's a small step, but more needs to be done here locally. We're super behind. There's a lot of things that we can do with the tax money behind legalizing marijuana. In Texas, in Texas, possession of up to two ounces of marijuana is a misdemeanor, which could come with jail time and a $2,000 fine. More than four ounces is a felony. However, some lawmakers have raised concerns that criminalizing marijuana would lead people towards harder drugs, and crime would increase if there's no enforcement. They just need to deschedule it and be done with it. In Fort Worth, Nick Starling, They just need to deschedule it and be done with it. I don't know who said that. <laughs> who was that bold man? <laughs> Me. <laughs> how could you say something so brave yet so bold? <laughs> well, because it's true. That's yeah, how. exactly. We've got uh, we've got the referendum fest coming up in San Francisco. Oh, that's right. Let's see if I make this a little bit bigger so it's it's actually viewable. <laughs> that's a bit better. Go. Yeah, the referendum fest is at 313 Nicola Alley. The, the, the park is known as Private Park. That's what it's called. It's a little private piece of land that somebody owns there and somewhat towards downtown. And it's nice little clear. I want to call it a cleared area. It's got some trees to it, but it's a nice little area to hold a little get together. So they're holding the referendum fest out there. The Mono Amiga is. Yeah. And this is in San Marcos, right? Yeah, correct. It is in San Marcos, Texas, just south of Austin. North of New Braunfels on out on I-35, MC Square, Los Gatos 512, Our Last Days, and Honey Rot are going to be performing. Cool. It's going to be from 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. There's no cost, just like the festival we just held. Um, Best kind. Yep. And the big thing is just to push everybody, remind everybody to, to vote in the upcoming election. Um, there is a ballot initiative in San Marcos to decriminalize in the city. Yep. So it's a reminder for everybody who's there that that's going to be on their ballot. And that reminds everybody everywhere that there's a ballot initiative on the ballot. Was we've it Denton? Did Denton's on there? San Marcos, Colleen, Harker uh -huh. Heights. Uh, who else? I think Seguin is going to be having, it has a ballot just, initiative. Yeah. So there's like five, five, six cities total that yeah. have a ballot initiative. This, this election and you get to choose if you want your police to have that as a priority or not. And ba yeah. that's basically what it is. People yeah. are like, oh, they're changing the law. It's like, no, we're, we're no. making it where the police don't have this as a priority. No longer enforce the law. And they go, well, you can't do that. And it's like, how many times do people run red lights and stop signs? And the police go, you know what? I'm not bothering with that right now. Because there's a guy lighting a dumpster on fire across the street. It's a little bit more important. Yeah. Yeah. As it should be. So, yeah, the uh, it's not that we're changing the law in Texas. We're not legalizing. We're just saying this is not as important as they want to make it out to be, and we want to we want to codify that because uh, there's we have district attorneys that say, oh, I don't want I don't want to have to deal with that. That's not the case out in San Marcos. Um, the DA out there for the county has pretty much uh, he wants plea deals. And certain, I don't want to call them arraignments, but um, 
He basically wants, if he, he don't care what it is from what I've been told, if it, he doesn't want to test if it's hemp or not, he just wants to take you to court and pretty much has gotten them all on board to go, you know, so we can just save time. How about you just take a like one year deferment and you go through these courses and you do X, Y, and Z and we'll call it a day. And it's like, that's what the city of Austin was doing like five years ago. Yeah. That was, that was, that was like the head of the game and five years ago. That's, that's, that's way behind news. now. Yeah. yeah. That's old news. We need to move on from that. We need to just like that guy in that news story said, we need to just de- deschedule and be done with it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> the, uh, so what else we got coming up, Jesse? Um, we have an election, obviously. I mean, we're talking about ballot, ballot measures. We have an election coming up. Mm-hmm. Very important election, I think, for a multitude of reasons. Uh, cannabis being one of those, you know, um, it's ironic that people want to say this shouldn't be an election issue, but, uh, I think there are certain politicians who made it an election issue. In my opinion, I don't know what yeah. your, your thoughts are on that, Jesse. Well, I'm, I'm going to get into my thoughts about that a little bit. We need to, I do want to, I do want to eventually be able to wrap this show up and have it done in three segments. <laughs> so we're going to go into a sponsor break sure. here at the Lone Star Collective podcast. We will be doing that. We'll be coming back and talking about these issues and how cannabis, I'll say, we'll talk about how cannabis is not a single policy issue that people would be voting on if they're voting for cannabis. So I'm your host, Jesse Williams, the Lone Star Collective podcast this week episode 57 our seasonal update here at the lone star collective and texas cannabis collective we will be right back after our sponsor messages sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and the Lone Star Collective Podcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flour, pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta Eat, and Merge. For more information on their product's quality or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. Thrive Apothecary offers an experience truly unique from anything else in Texas. A full-service cannabis solution that is doctor-owned and offers customers every level of cannabis legally available in Texas. From traditional CBD products to emerging hemp-derived THC edibles, smokables, and now medical cannabis. As a licensed medical cannabis provider, prospective patients from anywhere in Texas can book a sponsored online eligibility consultation to determine if they qualify for a medical marijuana prescription from the comfort of their own home. Plus, for Texas veterans, the first prescription appointment is donated by Thrive. Visit thrivetx.com for more information. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, the official podcast of Texas Cannabis Collective. Distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams and Gramps. Welcome 
Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. This week is episode 57. I'm joined by co-host Gramps here at the Lone Star Collective Podcast. It's our seasonal update. We were just talking about how some politicians, they, they say this shouldn't be a politicized issue. And it, it really, it's a nonpartisan issue. Yeah. There's people on both sides, at least in the state of Texas. On the state level, it is a bipartisan supported item. And I think one of the things I was we were leading out with is it bothers me is that people go, I can't believe you vote just on cannabis. And to me, it's not just cannabis, but cannabis covers multiple areas. And I say, you know, at minimum, it's a criminal justice reform item. It is a health care reform item. It is a social welfare and social justice reform item. And people are like, oh, you, you, so, you talk about social justice, social welfare. And I'm trying to remember her name. She wrote the piece for uh, the Rice Baker Institute. Um, Catherine? Uh, she, maybe. I, I know what you're talking about. But <laughs> if you she wrote a piece. On the spot, I could have told you probably. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, um, she wrote this piece for the Rice Baker Institute. I remember handing it out in 2019. And the reason why I remember handing it out was because the very day I was handing it out at the Capitol was the day the legislature was like, we want to celebrate the Rice Baker Institute of Public Policy. and How great they are at public policy. They're just, you know, they're just wonderful, wonderful people over there coming up with all this policy information to yeah. help us guide our way. And here she had this paper just released. We're like, yo, then take a look at this because yeah. it shows that despite use amongst evenly amongst white people and people of color. minorities that the arrest rates are not the same that the the judgments against people were not the same and and not even close well yeah it's 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 a major disparity hence the phrase Mm -hmm. it is already legal for white people had become a thing had become a phrase in the community and it's like she Mm -hmm. had this data in this paper that the institute published and was like here it is here's the disparity it's true and then point out, it's like, the, the state really needs to decriminalize this. Yeah. It's like, that's the biggest thing. They need to decriminalize it. Mm-hmm. And decriminalization is not legalization all the time. No, no it's not even close. And I've uh, seen that lately. People are going, I don't want decrim. That's just, that's just another fancy way of saying legalize. And it's like, uh, yeah, well, that's not really, that's something Dan Patrick says all the time. That's just the, the step first step off the slippery slope to legalization, you know? Well, no, no decriminalization means we simply are going to stop prosecuting and putting people in jail for plant matter, a victimless crime where no one gets hurt. We're not talking about people who, you know, use a gun and kill somebody while they're under the influence of something or something like that, or, or use, you know, a violent crime associated along with and, and all that good stuff. We're talking about simple possession, uh, simple, uh, I, I, even at, like I say, at the federal level, one step that the president left off is, uh, the majority of the federal, actual federal prisoners, what they're serving time for is trafficking across state lines. And uh, I'm sorry, that still is a crime with no victim, folks. Those people need to be set free too, period. And, and uh, you know, back to the, the nonpartisan idea, that's a nonpartisan issue. We've seen it here in the Texas legislature with super majorities 
out of the House. We haven't seen it in the Senate. Hmm. Why? Oh, dirty Dan strikes again. Why, Lieutenant Dan, why don't you do something? (laughs) Well, because, you know. Because Lieutenant Dan ain't got no legs. (laughs) I would say it's more like he has legs that are of the wrong kind uh, in terms of the people that hold him up and support him, like private prison industry, the oil industry, the pharmaceutical industry, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, That's the people who are not there yet when he says that. The, um, just my opinion, but and the, the, the funny thing is, you mentioned about people it's about the victimless crime idea is that people are like, but but there's cartels and they're hurting people. And it's like then they're hurting people, and that's the crime. Yeah, the the, the crime isn't the plant itself. The, yeah. the plant itself isn't hurting anybody. Its use isn't hurting anybody. It's there's cartels that say, hey, you know, there's we can exercise force because if you try to say anything, the government's going to throw you in jail too. Yeah. That's where the, a, the issue comes into play. It's, it's a government created problem. It's and a government I, it's, created problem. It's rare for me to say that. <laughs> that stems from a government supported problem. And that's called big business and greed. That's the only way I know to put it. And then we've talking about like, like the single, the single policy thing is like it's at least three items. And there was a there was a post one of the libertarian pages put up a while while back. It's a tree. And it's all these little things, all little branches, like or individual items that like cannabis reform deals with. And it's like, yeah, it's a multitude of items. Sure. Sure. It's multifaceted uh subject. There's there's a multitude of things that are affected by cannabis prohibition. Uh all the way down to, like even the president said in his, his announcement, too many people have been negatively impacted in the long term for employment and uh, in, in buying a home, trying to get a better education. Uh, the list goes on. And, and, and I commend him for his calling on all governors to do the same at the state level. And I have to point out, because I've seen a lot of people going, what he did does nothing, because there are very few federal people uh, get, get in trouble for possession. Guess what, folks? Uh, there's actually quite a few. And, and uh, he did urge the governors to do it at state level. And the reason he urged the governors to do it at state level is because he can't. He does not have that ability. The same way he cannot, like... People were talking about, oh, pardon, Trump's going to pardon X, Y, and Z from this state punishment. It's like, no, he, he can't. He can't pardon him for that. That's a state-level exactly. item. The, the Constitution doesn't allow our president to do that. Exactly. You cannot overstep the state's authority, period. And that is something that's been explicitly, routinely labeled as a state authority. So he can't, go in, he can't go in and do that. And it's, it's amazing that we had we posted up about it, about how Governor Abbott for what the last four years, I said three years and somebody corrected me. It was like, it's been four. his last election cycle. He was saying, you know, I don't think people should be locked up for this. Yeah. And Biden yeah. was like, you know what? People shouldn't be locked up for this. And immediately his, his press team responded with, well, violent criminals revolving door with, with Biden. We're not taking advice from a guy like that. And it's like, yeah. Wait, <laughs> what? You were just on the same page. What, what are you talking about? 
yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, and, and, you know, I, there's something that I, that I said to, to my wife uh, recently. And because and, she was kind of saying some of the same things you're saying now, different subjects maybe, but same type of, of reasoning, right? Why is he doing this? Why that? Well, I say it's because our governor, uh, Governor Abbott, bless his little fleet flicking heart, uh, he stopped running for governor of Texas three years ago. He started running for president of the United States while Donald Trump was still president of the United States. That's my opinion. It's just an opinion. But his eyes and his ambitions are on things beyond Texas. And while he doesn't really want to lose, definitely to a Democrat prior to trying to run for president, I don't think governorship is really on his radar that strongly. I really don't. It's, it's something he doesn't really have to. It's not as hard to. as uh, exactly. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's not, not hard for him to. compared to other governors in other states. And then, like, let's say we've we talked about the fallout of like who's not getting it. Um, I did an interview. I talked to Justin Machacek, yeah, who yeah. was arrested for basically having a gun and weed in his car. He owns a legal dispensary. He op- uh, operating a facility, a processing facility up in Oklahoma to do medical processing. And lived in Texas, and basically because of this weird mixed match patch of laws we have, they went, "Oh, you have a gun. Well, now you're a uh, you're a criminal with a addicting substance with the firearm. We need to federally charge you and take mm-hmm. your money." And they gave him six months. He served it pre-trial. He gave him six months. He's on two years of supervised uh, visits, basically de- form of deferred parole, ju- deferred adjudication of sort on the federal level. And they give him UAs. He can't even be in. He was, I believe, he was in like the, the medical program for for like Oklahoma. Hmm. I'd have to check back with him, but yeah, you know, they, he popped on a UA and they revoked his bail. And they were like, "We don't care. We don't care why it's in your system." So when people are like, "Oh, you know, it's it's pretty good that you know parole well, officers yeah. like it's it's up to each parole officer in each court." And he's an example of a court that went, "Nope, don't care." So that's considered a federal offense, and they don't care at federal level. Yep. They don't. Uh, you can have all the medical cards in every state that's got a medical program and they still ain't going to give a shit. Well, here's something else that's important that's coming up. We almost almost just gloss this over. Oh, yeah. I definitely need to be speaking about it. <laughs> Karen would chew my ear off. You had an opportunity. <laughs> oh, you're right, I did. <laughs> so I'm taking it. <laughs> it's for you, Karen. <laughs> Karen Frommel. Uh, the Texas Hemp Awards voting has started. Yep. And we are nominated for some for some items. You are, too. And so is Austin. Yeah. yeah. We're also taking the, the Texas Hemp Awards. I'm a judge uh, in the product uh, categories and they're accepting uh, submissions now, too. So if you got submissions for, for the Texas Hemp Awards, get them in. Yeah, you can find our article at TexasCanico.com. There's a link to the Texas Hemp Awards, which is TexasHempAwards.com. But we've been the the cannabis collective itself has been nominated for five items. Um, we're up for Texas based advocate warrior Austin and you, Gramps. You're up for that as well. Yeah. And then uh, the Texas hemp event held in 2022, our cannabis roundup, which we were the advocacy partner on, mm-hmm. with uh, Texas Cannabis TV and Greenlight Events. Yeah. Back in what was it, July? Yeah. yeah. We're up for that, and then the, the March. The Freedom March, 
That's what we just had. So if you were out there and enjoyed that, vote for that. We're always up for that. I'd like to see that. That to me is the event to get an award. That was the astounding item. And it was pretty, pretty, pretty. I mean, I sound conceited here, but I still say that's the largest, most highly attended, most visible event in Texas. And then um, hemp-based production is funny. We're technically on there twice, you could say. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and uh, I was talking to her, and it was kind of the explanation. is like, there's so many people are like, oh, that's the Texas Cannabis Collective podcast. And I was like, no, the Lone Star Collective podcast. <laughs> For some reason, we're known by both names. It's one and the same. So despite <laughs> they're one and the same, people label them differently. So hopefully, hopefully those folks go together. Regardless of which one you pick. Yeah, maybe they tally them all together. I think they should. Texas-based nonprofit with a tech, with a cannabis-focused mission. Us, the Texas Cannabis Collective, our, even our our vet side of things, Vet Coalition. Yeah, I saw that too. Is nominated, and then I'm on there for TikTok, <laughs> along with all right, along with the Cannabis Collective's Instagram account. My TikTok is littered with just random stuff, <laughs> things I made my first, my first go around at college. <laughs> so if you want to see me from like five years ago, uh, doing the Pepsi challenge, but without Pepsi, just urine and Coors, <laughs> they don't taste any different. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> I don't know how my buddy would know that, but you know, he figured it out. <laughs> And I saw could, that one, by the way. That was a good one. <laughs> green, it was all green screen in front of an HEB. We don't even know where that HEB's at. It's just some random HEB picture we green screened in there. <laughs> and you can see at the end where he's throwing me in, into the corner of the wall. You can see the like the corner of the lines in it. It worked. <laughs> and we, we, we've listed off everybody else who's who's also in the running. So like, yeah, there's some there's some, there's a bunch of good nominations this year i think uh a lot better than last year a lot bigger spread i think than last year and then um we've also there's another event almost forgot we'll, we'll finish that off with this let's see if it's uh if it sits in the middle of this there's biden talking about all of his his stuff i did not put him in there so we got an article about biden doing the the change yeah Let's see if I we we've got a we've got an article about Denton. I wanted to highlight that we've got some articles about decrim going on in Denton. There's the referendum fest, and then we've got the hemp summit. That's right, the hemp summit. The Texas hemp summit by the Texas there was hemp something Coalition. We were forgetting. That's November 11th and 12th, 2022. Uh, TexasHempCoalition.org forward slash summit. Um, if you go to our site, uh, we've put it. Uh, we've been putting that like a little sponsor thing the lower half of our, our articles where our articles are long enough to have that. And uh, you could use code summit TCC for $25 off right now. It is early bird pricing. I'm so actually that? going, we're going to take a look summit TCC $25 off number 11th, 20 at Texas A&M university. Oh, and if you are a college student, you get in for free. So as long as you got a college email and you got a college ID, you can get into the event for free. Yeah, early cool. bird general admission right now is one hundred and ten dollars. Uh, general admission after early bird is up is one hundred fifty dollars, and students are free. I'm not sure when that uh, general admission early bird ends. I think it might have been in the email she sent to me. Um, it's not listed here, so my recommendation is is you get your ticket now. 
There you go. Hurry up. Hurry, hurry. Wait. Be like, I didn't know when it was going to end. Be like, okay, then the smart thing to do is get it now. Get it now. Get it now. Get it while it's getting good, folks. And unless you're getting paid really soon and you know the bank account's going upwards, it's smarter to get it now when you know you have the money and the bank account's not going downwards. Now <laughs> <laughs> we're not like a week from now going, I don't have that money in my bank account. I did a week ago when those guys put the podcast out. <laughs> That's the story of my life. Why are you keep pointing fingers at me, Jesse? Don't, don't judge me. <laughs> what else we got? I, that's pretty much it, I think, isn't it? That's that's a good chunk of it, at least. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, you know, with the elections coming up, uh, we've got the elections, and then right after the elections, what happens? Our Texas representatives and senators start pre-filing bills. Oh, yeah. So be sure as soon as the elections are over that you start contacting your either newly reelected or newly elected representative and start letting your feelings be known. Well, some of them are automatically, some of them are automatically coming back. Um, I know representative click is coming back. She had no contender. So she's back. If you were in her district, you need to start talking with her already. Absolutely. Um, She's on board. I can tell you that. I know. Yeah. I know. She's on board. She wants to see, Big moves with, on the medical side for sure. A lot bigger than what she, what she's been allowed to have. Happen. Oh yeah, she's definitely on board, and and this is something I'll give props to Governor Abbott too as well. They're on board for moving this to where the legislature doesn't pick conditions anymore, and that goes over to DSHS. Yeah, and if it works the same way incurable neurodegenerative disorders worked, <laughs> talk about a broad program then. Mm-hmm. If things get picked the way that got picked and, and spread out, oh my lord! Be just, it'll be a CVS receipt of a yeah. list of things. <laughs> That's Good how example. long the list is going to be. <laughs> Several CVS receipts of conditions that'll be covered. People, sure, absolutely. Of course, we need to get that all the way to where it's in, the, in, in between doctors and patients, and there ain't nobody deciding those things other than doctors and patients. But. We'll take what we can get. It takes steps. People want the door Absolutely. to just, people just want the door to fly open. That was something I never, I think when I first met you, I was talking about the capitals. I was like, everybody wants to just kick the door wide open. And this state's never going to have that. It's always going to be little steps, little creeks where you open the door a little bit more and more. Yeah. And that's, it's just, and people go, I don't like that. It's like, well, that's how the people in this state tend to vote though. They vote for candidates that do that. And the system's designed to do that. Yep. Pretty much. But uh, I think that's about it. That's kind of yeah. that's going to wrap it up for this episode here. Man, we had a lot to talk about for once. <laughs> without even without a guest. guest. So without <laughs> a guest. <laughs> that's doing something. All righty. Well, yeah, it is getting to be that time. So we're going to wrap it up here at the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. I'm joined by co-host Gramps this week. This week is episode 58 not 58, it's 57. There it is, right there. Right there, there my head on the video. Episode 57. You're already thinking about next week. Look at the, you. the season update. Next week will be a guest seasonal update, and then it'll be two guest seasonal updates. And they tell two friends, and they tell two friends. <laughs> I wish our podcast worked that way with getting out there. But that's going to do it this week for the Lone Star Collective Podcast. Give us a like and a subscribe. That way this shows up in your feed a lot more often. It also shows other people our podcast as well, especially if you're out on YouTube. And then once you're done watching this, go watch something else. We have a little set of shorts up there now. A lot of interesting stuff being put on our our YouTube account. Go check out our our shorts section there. 
and enjoy yourself. Make sure you subscribe. You want to get legislative updates this coming year. We love y'all. Y'all be safe. Peace. Peace.